Hi, it's Matt. Just before we start the show, I want to tell you about a great live event I've got coming up on the 27th of March. To celebrate 600 episodes of Recruiting Future, I'm going to be hosting a live Ask Me Anything webinar. This is your chance to pick my brain on anything you like, including market trends and predictions, the impact of AI on recruiting, skills-based hiring, the changing role of recruiters, podcasting tips, or even my favourite Scottish tourist destinations and whiskies. Literally, ask me anything. I'll also be joined by some surprise special guests who'll be adding their perspectives to the conversation. You can sign up now by going to mattalder.me slash AMA. That's mattalder.me slash AMA. And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time. mattalder.me slash AMA. Support for this podcast comes from Cielo. Cielo is the world's leading provider of global recruitment process outsourcing and related solutions, spanning the talent lifecycle from employer branding to onboarding. Cielo takes a We Become You approach to RPO that provides their clients with customised solutions that match industries, geographies and business priorities. To find out more, visit www.cielotalent.com. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 45 of the Recruiting Future podcast. With most employers still struggling to use social media effectively for recruiting, the thought of using it as a key platform for employer branding and employee engagement might seem like an impossible dream. However, as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn embed themselves further into our lives, all companies will have to think differently about how they attract, recruit and retain talent. My guest this week is someone who is an absolute pioneer in this space. Chris Ebler is Director of Workplace Engagement at Chili's. Chili's are a company who are embracing social media in a way that's just brilliant. Keep listening to find out more about what they're doing, including the really cool way they're using Instagram. If you listen right to the end, you can also get details of a great special offer that's available for all listeners to this podcast. Hi, Chris, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me, Matt. My absolute pleasure. Uh, could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, my name's Chris Ebler. Uh, I am the director of workplace community for Chili's Grill and Bar. So a lot of people ask me, what the heck does that mean? Um, the, the way I like to describe it is uh, uh, in the same way we're trying to grow a community of people that, that might be interested in our brand, whether that be uh, social or guest facing. Uh, I work on the same thing, but for the people side of the business. So everything relative to uh, talent marketing, employment branding, um, as well as internal marketing and how we connect our team members to the business. So really building a sense of community inside the company just as much as we might outside the company. Now, 
there are a huge amount of things I want to ask you just based on just based on what you just said. I think you're you're doing some uh, hugely interesting stuff. But just to back up slightly, um, there there are probably quite a few people listening um, outside of the states who who haven't heard of Chili's. So could you just give us a bit of background on the company for uh, people who might not be familiar with it? Absolutely. So Chili's is um, the kind of casual dining. Um, uh, company that's that's been doing this for 40 years now. Uh, we actually uh, started here in Dallas, Texas, in 1975. Actually, in a in a renovated post office, believe it or not, back in the days when uh, Greenville and Meadow Avenue here in Dallas was a, a dusty two lane uh, road. It's kind of funny to go out to that intersection now because, of course, it's all uh, you know steel and concrete. But it, it's funny to imagine a, a time when really really casual dining at that time essentially didn't exist. Um, we had a, uh, a a gentleman that was really a, an entrepreneur. He's actually still in the business, uh, Larry Levine, who uh, wanted to kind of create a, a new idea for going out to eat. And he started Chili's as a deliberately very casual place. Uh, at the time, uh, going out to eat meant you were probably going to a steakhouse where it was, you know, tablecloths and, and linen napkins, uh, or your only other option was uh, a fast food place, maybe, you know, a burger place that you were going through a drive through or something like that. So there really wasn't anything in the middle. And he came up with this idea uh, to just focus on the basics of uh, fresh Tex and fresh Mex food. So tacos, uh, burgers. Uh, over the years, we've expanded into stuff like ribs and burritos. Um, but, uh, but the same idea that he had back then is, is what we hold true today, is that this is a great place to hang out with friends and family over a burger and a beer uh, and enjoy the, the fact that you can connect with those people around you. It's actually um, the the evening in the uh, in the UK, and you're making me quite hungry. <laughs> describing <laughs> describing all that. Um, sort of moving back. So, uh, director of, of workplace um, community. I mean, and that's a that's a sort of a fascinating um, fascinating job title. Um, h- how did that come about? What uh, you know? How how, how did uh, Chili's decide decide that it needed uh, someone to sort of curate? Uh, you know their their employee community for uh, you know for for talent and, and and everything else that you do. Yeah, it's um, it, it, it's a great story. We we probably don't have time for the whole story because um, uh, I'm I'm so thrilled and so lucky, really incredibly blessed that I had the opportunity to work very closely with our leadership team to kind of carve out this idea. So uh, I will tell you just my backstory uh, briefly is that. Uh, I came from uh, essentially traditional learning and development. I, I was a stand-up facilitator for years. Uh, I love getting in front of folks and, and talking and sharing stories. Uh, I did that for a major retailer for years. It, it's a funny story because that company doesn't even exist anymore. I, I started very young with Blockbuster Video, oh, which, okay. um, yeah, I mean, and so, you know, it's, it's just, I think it's a really compelling kind of story that uh, when innovation started to kind of take over the idea of entertainment and specifically that people were starting to get DVDs in the mail and uh, Netflix was saying, we think we're going to do streaming movies. Everybody at the time said, 
that's a niche market. It'll never be a thing. And sure enough, uh, the, the story has been told very differently than those who were kind of sitting in the in the office uh, trying to craft what uh, our strategy would be moving forward. So I, I tell that story because I've always been kind of fascinated by uh, innovation and, and what's kind of cutting edge and what companies are doing that's really great uh, in the marketplace. And, and uh, for years I've been working in traditional human resources and, and was in learning and development. But I would say about six or seven years ago, um, we started talking a whole lot about the experience of what it's like to work and in particular how people feel connected or not uh, using a lot of the Gallup data, a lot of their great research basically pointing out you know, that engagement is driving productivity. We really started there and looked at a lot of our people processes and got down really frankly to the nitty gritty of saying that even a team member handbook can be a great experience that connects people to the company and to the reason that they are working there uh, or it can be a very simple black and white document that is you know written by the legal department and ends up in the trunk of somebody's car somewhere um, so we took that on and uh, my leadership team has been very receptive. That goes back many, many years, but they allowed us to look at uh, design and, and really branding and, and how we create messages that feel relevant to a team member that's working for us. And uh, it, the the idea has grown and grown and really taken a foothold. And I think uh, I'm I'm happy to have been a part of it because I think we were onto it maybe earlier than a lot of folks. So now these days you're starting to hear a whole lot more about employment branding and and uh, talent marketing and what that means uh, to differentiate yourself in the market. And uh, I think gladly uh, I was able to kind of craft uh, a, a role that really leveraged my strengths and, and my skill set and uh, the company was super receptive and the leadership team helped me with that and so here we are actually 10 years later I, I'm, I'm celebrating my 10-year anniversary with the brand and um, and the rest is history it's it's been a wild ride Fantastic. So uh, digging into sort of talent marketing and employer branding um, specifically, um, tell us a bit about the, the, the channels, particularly the social media channels that you're, you're using to, uh, you know, to tell, uh, to, to tell, to tell, to tell your stories. Absolutely. So we, we started very quietly and very small actually. And, um, and yet felt like we had to start to shift the conversation about the Chili's brand. And, and I'll take you back a, a few years. This is probably going on uh, maybe five years now. We, we did some research because I think the big question was, what do people think about us uh, anyway? And we were looking at that not only from a guest-facing standpoint of what do our consumers think of us, but also from the people side of things. And, and we did a blind study. We asked... Um, managers that were kind of identified as, as really exceptional managers at uh, other brands, we asked, uh, would you ever consider leaving where you're at currently to explore new opportunities? And most of them said no. Most of, you know, some of them said, well, if, if it was right, if it was the right place, if it was the right thing, you know, the follow-up question was, would you consider Chili's as, as one of those right things for you to leave where you're at now. 
And hands down, every last one of them said no, which was, uh, you know, a little bit of a lump in the throat and, and kind of recognition that uh, we had some work to do. We, um, we asked them why, of course, as the follow-up question. And they all said, well, you know, you're, you're an old brand. You're not growing anymore. Uh, you know, there's really no big stories coming out of Chili's. There's probably not that much growth and development opportunity for me. Um, I don't really hear anything that you're doing in terms of innovation. Um, and frankly, you know, my mom and dad used to take me to Chili's. Like, so there was this kind of general consensus of you're old. And I think what we took that to mean was, uh, that maybe we weren't relevant anymore to people that were looking for jobs. And how can you be a best place to work um, if if you're not creating a, a story that you are relevant, that, that you're meeting the needs of the people that are looking for these jobs? So fast forward a, a couple of years, we took that research and one of the great things that I was able to do was show our leadership team that people were already using social media to talk about us. Uh, it was our own team members. They were already out there. All of our chili heads uh, nationally as well as around the world um, were posting selfies. They were uh, tweeting about uh, working at Chili's. They were excited that they got the interview. You know, we, we saw people saying, I'm so excited I got the, the interview at Chili's. I'm going in this afternoon. And, and what I tried to convey to everybody around here was they're already talking about us, but we're not engaging with them. And, and actually, we, we almost like ran the other way. I mean, it was like, oh gosh, you know, don't, don't say anything. You know, we don't want to create like a social media firestorm of somebody saying the wrong thing as, as one of our team members. So um, we did a lot of work internally just to kind of change that belief and got people supporting the idea that we could create uh, a shift or a change in that story if we went out there and started engaging with people. And so to answer your specific question about the channels, um, we actually started very quietly on Twitter. Uh, we, um, we saw people were out there in our kind of demographic and, and the people that were talking about us uh, were certainly there. Uh, what we found pretty quickly was that started to get recognized by our own team members. We started to engage. We started to uh, build out a story uh, that uh, there is something going on at today's Chili's that, you know, the Chili's that you might remember from being a kid and coming into the restaurant with your mom and dad is a different Chili's today than it was maybe 15 or 20 years ago. And so um, we started there. We've grown uh, into uh, telling that story on LinkedIn. Uh, we are on Instagram. And uh, we have a job feed through the Chili's page on Facebook as well. We're not really as active on Facebook. We have found Twitter and Instagram to be great places for us and LinkedIn, of course, as well. Uh, but it's been it's been a blast. It's it's been fun to see people identify and understand uh, the story that we are telling. Um, and we started there on social, very kind of deliberately. We took a crawl, walk, run approach. Uh, we did not want to go fast right out the gate. We wanted to learn about it. We wanted to see who would be interested in what we had to say. And then as that started to take off, we knew that we were going to need a platform to be able to broaden out the story, which is when chiliesjobs.com launched uh, this past August. And so we have a, a, a fully fleshed out career site that is uh, – 
uh, fairly elaborate. I mean, we're pretty excited about it. It's got a social hub on it. It's got a blog that we're able to do more long-form messaging and, and tell, uh, go deeper into some of these stories and, um, and use that as a vehicle to uh, extend the story. So uh, it's, been, it's been a wild ride. It's been a, a lot of fun. I think that's amazing, the, the, the way that the, the, the way that you kind of position it and think about it, that, you know, social media is about telling, starting the story and the career site is about, you know, deeper engagement and uh, and longer stories. And I think that's a, a, a brilliant way of um, um, of doing it and something that I don't see um, many employer, other employers um, sort of thinking like. Um, yeah, just, I'll tell you, it's funny because a lot of our... Uh, a lot of our partners in this journey flat out told me, you're not going to be successful because you don't have a website yet. In other words, they were saying, why are you going to even go out onto social media and do anything if you don't have anywhere uh, to drive people to? And uh, we gladly and, and, and happily were able to still get the support we needed internally to at least start the conversation. And, and I think there's this perception maybe that if you're going to go into social that you have to do it really loud and really big. But, um, but we were very methodical and, and deliberately slow um, because we wanted to kind of start the – you know, start the the spark uh, going rather than than try to do it all at once. You know, we didn't try to boil the ocean, as they say. We we took it slow and and just quietly built a very grassroots story out there. Uh, and the website came later. I I really um, having having looked at the kind of things you do, I, I think that the, the the way you use Instagram is sort of particularly um, particularly interesting because I think again I think lots of um, employers and companies kind of struggle with Instagram as a um, as as a channel in terms of not really understanding how to make it effective. What what's the what's the secret to your success on on Instagram? Uh, so I think we're still learning, but but what I will say is one of the things we have learned um, time and time again is that people want to be seen. And, and what I mean by that is not that it's always about look at me, look at me, but it's about do you know kind of that, that, that I was here? You know what I mean? Like do you, do you see me for who I am, that I'm, I'm doing something of value, um, that uh, my kind of unique energy is being put out there into the world? And that's what we love about uh, our company and what we love about the people that work here is they are – uh, incredibly giving, very generous hearts, and uh, frankly love what they do. And they love their guests. They love their coworkers. Um, we just flat out have a lot of love in this company, and it's been a joy to watch. It's been so rewarding for me, kind of personally, uh, being kind of at the heart of that or at the hub of that and really getting the opportunity to share that. So um, I would say the secret, if anything, is acknowledging that we see you you know, that we know you are there. It was funny in the early days, um, I say early days, it's really only been about a year that we've been on Instagram, but um, but early on, uh, what we started seeing was people uh, basically shocked that we we tagged them or that we liked their photo or that we said hello to them. And uh, they were like, how literally saying to kind of their followers and their friends, how cool is this? 
you know, my company paid attention to what I was doing today. And I think if anything, if, if there is a secret, Matt, it's, it's that we've been able to reach those people that are touching our guests every day and they love that we see it, you know, that, that almost like in a, in a sea of people that might work here, you know, 80,000 people that work uh, nationally and around the world, that we're able to look into and get kind of a glimpse of what's going on in their life uh, at more of a local level and, um, and really engage with that. So it's, it's, uh, it's been really, really re- rewarding because people have a, a great sense of pride in the company. And when they show that on Instagram, we are able to, to repurpose it and we use it a ton in our uh, advertising, uh, our talent marketing. Because um, as anybody would say, you know, user-generated stuff has such a, a level of authenticity that's hard to find anywhere else. And uh, people love it; they just adore it. So, it, it obviously, you know, it sounds like the you know this was all based on the fact that there were lot there was lots of spontaneous user generated content, if you like, coming from your employees about about their job and what they were doing. Have you uh, kind of instigated any initiatives to, uh, in, in, you know, to, to generate? more content or encourage people to, uh, you know, sort of produce things and share things that you can use specifically for talent marketing? Yeah, we, we've done a couple of things, again, kind of small, just kind of dipping our toe in the water. One of the things that was frankly the most fun for me and my team was um, getting involved in a very kind of quiet but uh, uh, innovative approach to uh, testing some of our new food and and things that were essentially in industry insiders that that were getting a peek at what was coming, and it's a program you can look it up uh, on Twitter or Instagram. It's uh, Chili's Underground, and uh, so we had a hashtag Chili's Underground. The marketing team actually came up with the idea, which was was genius, and that the first time they did it, they brought in. Uh, some industry bloggers and and just kind of friends of Chili's, people that we've known through the years. And uh, the culinary team, this uh, amazing chef team, was able to come out and show them uh, what what we were doing and, and give them an, an insider peek at what was coming and some of the menu items that, that were new. And uh, obviously, it, it created a lot of buzz on uh, Twitter and, and on Instagram. And, and it was essentially two weeks or so before the national launch of all of this stuff. So it created a lot of excitement. What was really cool, though, was uh, the second time that we were going to do it, uh, the first time it happened, we weren't as plugged into what was happening. And so it was almost a surprise to us as well. And we said, gosh, next time you do that, let us know because I can tell you for a fact, we, we have tons of people that are out in the field that would love to connect with that and, and be a part of it on social. And so we, we sponsored a, a contest essentially for the second time that we did Chili's Underground where we said we want social media insiders. We want people that we're going to fly you to Dallas. Uh, these were team members from all around the United States. Uh, we asked them to submit 
videos on Instagram or Twitter and tell us why they were the right person to be chosen for this really special assignment to get uh, kind of backstage, as it were, and be a, an industry insider for us. And we picked three of the best. Uh, we had you know tons of submissions. We had posters in the restaurant that was telling everybody, you know, go do this. And it generated, to your point, a, a lot of great stuff. But the coolest part of it was what happened on the backside, which was the results that started to come through uh, after the event. So we had three uh, social media insiders that uh, came to Dallas. We, we took care of them for two or three days. They got to meet the leadership team. We took them out to dinner and, and just had a blast and really showed them a peek behind kind of the curtain, as it were, of what it's like here at the home office in, in Dallas. And they had a blast. But then and that night, we went over to the Culinary Center. Uh, they got to be a part of the whole thing and interact with bloggers and, and industry professionals, uh, the media. Um, they just had a fantastic time. What ended up happening as a result of that was engagement and uh, the use of the hashtag doubled over the last time or the first time that they had done the Chili's Underground. And uh, we saw engagement off the charts because all of the people that were back home, you know, kind of watching from afar were saying, gosh, I wish I was there getting to be a part of Chili's Underground. And so we're looking at ways to continue to use that. But it's one of my favorite because uh, these these three guys and gals that came from the field just were so excited and, and so proud and they wanted to represent. And a lot of people said, yeah, man, you got to be careful. Like what if they do something wrong? You know, what if they drink too much or what if they just do something stupid? And I was like, we're going to be right there. Like we can, we can walk them through it. There's nothing to be scared of. And sure enough, it ended up being kind of one of the highest levels of engagement we had on social uh, relative to a new food launch. So uh, it's been it's it's been one of the proudest things that we've done as a team where we just really got to see these guys light up as they came to Dallas. So just to clarify that the people were applying to be part of this and they're actually applying publicly on social media as well. These were channels where everyone could see. So even their even their applications uh, is, is content. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we basically just said go you know, film a video and, and show us why it should be you. And uh, we sat around a room and we looked at all of them. Um, and we just frankly had a blast because we realized how much talent we have in our restaurants and frankly, how, how incredibly passionate uh, our teams are for the work that they do. And it's been one of the uh, certainly greatest senses of, of pride in my career and really where I kind of found my purpose along the way is to be able to let uh, that pride come out and, and to be able to let the world see it because um, it, it's, it's really been a, a journey in terms of understanding that you don't have to be afraid of this, that yes, there's going to be bad stuff that happens and, and we deal with that. And don't get me wrong, like we have those moments where an employee kind of, as my VP might say, takes a stupid pill one day and does something dumb uh, on social media in the restaurants. And we have to deal with that. Um, but uh, uh, but those moments are certainly fewer and much more far between when you see the impact that you're able to have uh, on people that are that are 
living our purpose and really doing the work day in and day out uh, because they're the ones that, that make us successful. So it's uh, all their applications, everything was out there for the world to see. And uh, we sat around a room and watched it all and, and we were able to pick the three that we thought would be uh, just great representatives of the brand that night. We had a blast. Fantastic. Um, I, I could talk to you about this for hours. Um, it, it just in the, in the interests of, um, of everyone listening, just a, a couple of sort of quick final final questions. Um, you mentioned um, engagement. What, what, what do you measure? What does success look like out of, um, um, out of all this activity? So we've been we've been looking at engagement for a while now. Um, I would say uh, we've been essentially tracking uh, elements of engagement for about uh, nine or ten years now. And I think a couple of the things that we really look at uh, that we want to uh, we want to watch. So it's broken out into multiple different uh, kind of questions and, and segmentation. But one of the things that we uh, are really encouraged by is First of all, engagement has gone up uh, every year uh, over the course of the past uh, four or five years. I don't have the numbers here in front of me, but it's really, uh, you know, kind of cream of the crop, best of the best engagement levels that we're seeing and that um, – that our vendor partners flat out say, this is unprecedented. Like we don't see stuff like this and and you guys are clearly doing something right. One of the things we look at is just belief in brand direction. And so if we are telling the right stories and if we're connecting and engaging with our team members in the field, then a byproduct of that should be that they really believe that what we're doing is the right thing and that they're a part of it, you know, that they are engaged in the fact that, uh, that they believe in this company, that they want to stick around. And so um, here lately, you know, while turnover has gone up, we still have best-in-class turnover. Uh, we have best-in-class retention. We are proud of the fact that people say on that survey, you know, on the, the, the engagement survey, they say, you know, do you want to be here six months from now? Do you want to be here a year from now? And those numbers have gone up. Um, the last thing I would say is belief in the leadership team. So, Another thing that we're really excited about and proud about from a social perspective is that our leadership team is is widely available on social media. Uh, I think they were maybe a little skeptical at first, and I think they were kind of like, Chris, what are you, what are you doing exactly? And um, two years later, uh, pretty much every last one of our senior leadership team is now – uh, available on social media and they connect with people, they engage with people. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite stories is I was mentioning the Chili's Underground team that came in uh, and we flew them into Dallas. Uh, at the end of the event, this was two days later, we were at lunch and they were about to jump on their planes uh, back home. Uh, I asked the team, I said, so what was your favorite part? And one of uh, one of our rock stars from the field, her name's Samatha, she said to me, you know, I think my favorite part was taking a selfie with 
uh, Kelly Vallade, who's our COO. And I thought, my goodness, <laughs> you know, we've, <laughs> we've spent like three days with these folks, giving them like the tour and letting them be a part of the backstage stuff that's going on with new menu tastings and, and, and you know, interacting with, with media and all this. And she says, yeah, one of my favorite parts, I think my favorite was taking a selfie with the COO. And I thought, that's it. Like, that's that's what you want is a leadership team that is readily accessible, that is authentic and transparent, and they live that. They are available. Um, they are flat out proud to take selfies with, with our teams in the field, and, uh, and very quickly – uh, those things are, have the highest sense of engagement. I mean, one of the funniest things is our CEO, Wyman Roberts, was in the restaurant. La- this was last week or a week, week prior. And probably the single highest level of engagement we've had on a post was him taking a selfie with a couple people in the restaurant. And we just thought, that's gold. Like, I, I, didn't, I don't have to work very hard for that because people love seeing that our leadership is accessible. So that's been one of the greatest parts of seeing the engagement number go up is they have a real strong belief in the people that are uh, leading the company. So final question, uh, what's next? What, what, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's kind of in your plan for the next 12 to, 12 to 18 months? Yeah, that gets me really excited. I, um, I was at a, a conference a, a couple weeks ago and, and one of the, uh, uh, one of the ideas that Brian Solis was mentioning was the fact that um, each platform has its own purpose. You know, if, if you're out on social, the uh, you know Instagram really has a, a, a different strategy, maybe than LinkedIn, and maybe that uh, that Twitter does. And and we're going to start exploring that a whole lot more. Like, how do we use these platforms? And and instead of just repurposing content equally across all of them, how can we really target or leverage a strategy? Strategy for each one of them. Um, I think really we're we're super excited about seeing where we can take it in terms of of new initiatives um, that we're we're going to be testing. Really transforming the people experience for Chili's. I'm incredibly excited that uh, uh, we are are uh, venturing out on an endeavor to to truly get at why people work and. Um, and hopefully tell that story to the world because uh, a lot of people would say, well, of course, I work to pay the bills or I work to – I've got a car payment or I, you know, I've, got a, I've got two kids at home. But what we want to get at is really getting at the root of, of why does it matter? You know, what, what, uh, why do you choose this place over someplace else? Because if it's really – if all it is is a paycheck, uh, then you can get that anywhere. And what we're finding time and time again is that it's it's more than a paycheck to the people that work here. And uh, tapping into a company purpose and really getting behind it uh, and kind of doing good in the communities in which we live and work and, and being an integral part of those communities um, uh, you know, really wanting to be the change around um, uh, what this brand stands for. So really excited about that. I think, you know, we're like anybody else. We're also trying to make sure that uh, that people are hearing what we're doing. And so uh, there'll be a whole lot more conversation around how can we kind of extend the voice. So I talk a lot about we've got a very active and engaged community of people, and yet I want to make sure that others can be a part of that. And um, 
that they're invited in and welcomed in to engage with us. Uh, you know, one of the one of the concerns that that we always watch out for is: do people think this is only about people that already work here? You know, and and the answer to that is no. We we want anybody and everybody to be a part of our community with Chili's Jobs, and uh, and really see how we see the world. And so we're looking for ways to kind of. Uh, maybe extend that reach some more and uh, and share that with more people than just our own team members. So really exciting stuff ahead. We're, we're getting fired up to, to uh, take the next step. Chris, thank you very much for taking time to talk to me. Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure. My thanks to Chris Ebler. So what about the special offer I mentioned at the beginning of the show? Well, it comes courtesy of longtime podcast supporter, Repfest. In the summer of this year, as the eyes of the world turn to the Olympics in Rio, Wreckfest is bringing its own style of street carnival to the recruitment industry, taking over Borough Market in London. Now in its third year, Wreckfest is a one-day celebration of all things in-house recruitment and resourcing. With an emphasis on the power of sharing, Wreckfest creates one of the largest conversations of in-house recruitment professionals in the world. Head to www.thisisrecfest.com and use the code PODCAST16 to get your discounted ticket. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher and find past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On the site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between. Gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.